0: Welcome to the High Performance Couples Podcast, a spin-off of the High Performance Insider Podcast. I'm certified high performance coach, Amanda Faust.
1: And I'm David Faust. And we are coming together to share our mission to help couples lead high performing lives.
0: We weren't always a high performance couple, but through working on ourselves as individuals and striving for a next level relationship, we have developed methods to help us continually move towards our highest potential.
1: And we want to help you do the same. Join us as we walk through our highs, like growing our family and finding freedom through entrepreneurship, and our lows, like life after addiction, and putting together the brokenness of our marriage, and of course, everything in between.
0: You will walk away with actionable strategies to implement in your own marriage, your business, and overall everyday life. Are you ready? Let's dive right in. So we just completed this podcast episode, but you are going to be listening to this at the very beginning because we found that we talked about diversifying incomes and we just jumped in and talked about all the different incomes we have, but we didn't really do a breakdown of our different avenues and we don't want this to be a hard episode to follow. So we're going to take a second real quick to start off this episode by telling you the different streams of income we have very quickly. And then as you listen to the episode, you'll be able to understand where we're coming from. So I'm going to start. And my different streams of income are homegrown, which breaks down into homegrown collective and homegrown Sidekicks, which we'll talk about in the episode. And I have high performance insider, which underneath that has high performance couples, and the highest potential planner. And those are my streams of income.
1: So my streams of income are a good treat which is with a business partner. It mainly does long-term rentals. And then I also work on Pine Edge Porch properties with Amanda, and that is when we do the RV flip, the house flips, and any Airbnbs that we will do, and then also any handyman work I may have on the side.
0: So there you have it. We have Homegrown High Performance Insider, Good Street, Pine and Porch Properties, and then lots of little subcategories under each one of those. So hopefully that helps you hear the breakdown of our income so that when you're listening to the episode and we start going off on tangents that we found ourselves on, you'll be able to follow and understand who does what and how it all works together.
1: Hi, welcome back to episode eight, where we are going to talk about diversifying your income.
0: Yes, I put this poll up on Instagram to see if you guys wanted to hear us talk about the different streams of income we have. And I want to be clear that this episode is not going to be, you know, a numbers conversation, but more so why we believe in diversifying your income and um kind of how we have gone about it, especially because one of the questions I commonly get asked, and I know David does too, is what all do you do? <laughs> and so we're gonna be talking about what all we do on this episode and kind of about how we spend our time.
1: And just to clarify, I'd love if we just talked numbers this episode. Maybe that's another episode. <laughs>
0: David's a numbers guy. I just want to talk about all the fun
1: things we do. <laughs> it's true. I'm the boring one. You're
0: the fun one. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but as most of you know, if you've listened to this podcast very long or if you've followed along, you know that my main gig is Homegrown, which is a marketing agency. And within Homegrown, we have subcategories where we have Homegrown Collective, where we do marketing marketing for different clients helping them with their visibility and growing their impact but we also have homegrown sidekicks which is a new thing that we launched in january which is helping people who we serve on the marketing side or maybe even just who are looking for help with assistance and so we like to call it visibility and stability so the visibility side is homegrown collective and the stability side is homegrown sidekicks and the sidekicks are basically vas who help the founder or visionary of the company stay in line and stay organized so that takes up most of my time we have a team of 12 people who help serve our clients and that's that's the main gig that i do
1: Yeah, which is interesting because we were talking a little bit about this topic earlier today, and I was actually saying like, what are we going to talk about? (laughs) And we were talking about multiple streams of income and like diversifying your income and doing multiple things within a job, but you were actually given some advice early on in your career, which you ignored, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm kind of glad you did, but do you want to tell us a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah. So I also have a coaching business and that is just me. I don't have a team on this that side of my business, but I it is a big part of what I do as well is coaching. And so early on when I had both my coaching and my marketing business, but I wasn't sure which one I wanted to scale or how I wanted to go about it. I was told to pick one and go all in. And I remember just in my gut feeling like that's not good advice and maybe you're listening and you disagree and you did pick one thing and you went all in and that's great and I'm glad that worked for you but I don't think that works for everyone because some people don't want to just focus on one thing and it would actually kind of suck me dry to focus on one thing and so I really loved that I didn't take that advice and I decided to do both and do well in both and honestly With the beauty of having more than one thing, and these are just two, I mean, we have a lot of other things we're about to talk about, but the beauty is that during certain seasons when I might be getting burnout in one area, I have another thing I can lean into for a while and vice versa. And there are different seasons that require different amounts of time. There are sometimes where I have, Mm -hmm. you know, a full client roster with a waiting list and coaching. And then there's other times where I pause coaching. I only take on a couple clients at a time and I going all in on homegrown because we're about to level up or scale, or we have a big client project. And so it's really nice that, I'm able to do that without having this scarcity mindset of I have to keep doing something that maybe I'm not meant to do in that season. No, that's good. So, before we dive into the smaller things that we have, I just told you my two main ones. Why don't you share your main stream of income?
1: Yeah. So, I think if you've listened to some other episodes, you'll know that I work in real estate, real estate investing. And so I have a unique situation where, as you know, as I said earlier, I love the numbers, but I also get to do a lot of the hands-on work as we're, when I say we're, I have also a business partner. It's a company it's called Good Street. And so within Good Street, I get to do a lot of the hands-on work. So I'm able to draw income out of that. But then it's also, as I'm doing that, we're building passive income through rent. So where we focus on a lot of rental income for our long term. So when we buy a house and I renovate it, we're holding onto those houses and not selling them so that we can draw passive income. But that is a slow, long game. It's not a quick get rich program, but it is a way to to build wealth and build that passive income over long periods of time.
0: Yeah. So David's main thing during the day where he spends his hours is on Good Street. Now, he does have the flexibility to drop off and pick up children on most days of the week. I do one day a week of that. So he has the flexibility to do those type of things, help with homework after school, that kind of thing. But his hours, his 40 hours a week go to Good Street. And then he uses his evenings and weekends to do additional things in the real estate genre.
1: And it's also... The work that I can do because of the skills that I have, I can also do it not just in real estate, but we just, we actually did an RV, which we're getting ready to sell or have posted to sell. But yeah, it's also that, that is something that we can like sit in our driveway and I can work on in the evenings or weekends or when that available time comes up so that it can stop my full-time gig, but it can also be an, an additional stream of income for us.
0: Yeah, we like opportunities to get more of lump sums throughout the year, like their RV renovation. And the way we timed this one out was flipping it and selling it after we used it for a summer, so that we could basically fund our spring break and David's 40th birthday
1: that's coming up. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that one in.
0: Which we'll talk in another episode. But anyway, it's or not at all. strategic where like, do we want rv or camper renovations to be our main gig no but is it fun like david said to work on it in the evenings and you know i love designing like it is something that is a creative part of me and it's like oh yeah like if i have time and i can just literally create mood boards and find like fabrics and colors and all the things like it is so much fun and i remember doing it and being like amanda you don't have to create revenue off of everything you love but then i was like but why wouldn't, I?
1: <laughs> why wouldn't i and you're good at it too i love that uh, yeah I'll, i mean there'll be some nights where we're Sitting relaxing, and she's over there typing. I'm like, What are you doing? She's like, Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, No, what are you doing? She's like, um, i creating, creating a mood board for <laughs> new so, but it's like Yeah, kind of like
0: it's one of those things that are we going to, you know, replace our income with my design? No, I mean, maybe one day. No, I'm just kidding. It's good enough to,
1: though. I give you credit. <laughs> well, thank it's, you.
0: But it. It, it's just one of those things where it's fun to do. And so we, renovating the camper went really well had a lot of great feedback and we enjoyed our time in it and like I said we're about to sell it for the cash for the upcoming trips that we have planned but the other thing that we learned from that was that we really enjoyed doing more of like the flip style or even the Airbnb sort of thing which luckily is not in competition with Good Street. So Good Street, like you said, is rentals and long-term wealth building. but the Airbnb and the flip side is something that David and I get to do together. Now, again, it's just a smaller part of what we do. We're just going to do a couple a year and just go from there, but it is a way to use our skill sets and to bring in more additional income.
1: And it's also fun. (laughs) Okay. It's like you said your design work is something fun for you. It's like that hands-on getting to build stuff or create stuff is also a fun thing for me to get to do, but also generate income doing it. Yeah. Which I think is important. I think it's important to enjoy what you're doing because that's the freedom of entrepreneurship is you're supposed to do the things that you love and generate income doing it. Yeah. But it's not I mean, again, it's not all rainbows and butterflies, as we've talked in previous episodes of the the hard times, but For the most part, it is something that you get to do and enjoy. So pick up that hobby and turn it into a stream of income.
0: Yeah, and I think what's fun about it too is that we don't rely on it. And so it is fun. Like if we only Mm. did camper renos and Airbnbs and flips, I think it would take the fun out of it almost because it would be like, we have to make this work and we do make it work. But I think we make it work because we have fun with it instead yeah. of like the reliance of that income. And so I know some people do that for a living and I think that's great. I don't think that necessarily that would work for us. I think that we enjoy having the stability of Good Street and Homegrown and High Performance Insider, but we can do Pine and Porch, which is the name. I I realized we never shared the name <laughs> of oh, yeah. what we do, but Pine and Porch is our personal real estate that we do and and we just get to have fun with it and it's on the side and you know if we ever needed it to be something bigger could we do that yes but for now we're just enjoying it and making money off of a hobby
1: yeah and that reminds me something you said earlier on this podcast was seasons and i know that with different streams of income some of those streams can be seasonal. For instance, like your planners, they consistently sell and people reorder them as they need them at the same time. We know and can predict that that's going to require a little bit more of our time at the end of the year when most people are buying their planners for the next year, or right after a speaking engagement that you have, usually like there's a bunch of people who need the order. So knowing that different streams of income can become increasingly demanding of your time (laughs) or sometimes there are seasons where there is no revenue and that's okay just knowing and planning around those and making time so I think knowing those you need to really have good time management skills that you can implement into those so that you can make sure you can meet the demand of that need
0: yeah and that's another stream of income too that we have is underneath high performance insider which is my coaching business we have the highest potential planner and so We decided to do the highest potential planner for different reasons other than generating income. Now that is a part of what it does, but in that development of that product, we had a different strategy in mind and that was for A, serving a need in my niche that we were told existed and I wanted to meet because I was recommending a lot of other planners that I saw weren't meeting the needs of my clients and I wanted to make sure that A, if I was recommending a planner, why wouldn't I recommend my own? And B, I wanted to serve my clients well, and I wanted to get them success. And so we created the highest potential planner. And alongside my partner at the time was Jamie Robbins, and she did a great job helping me create that planner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Shout out, Jamie. But basically, I knew that that probably wasn't going to be a huge generator now. But a couple things about it is one... It's proven to be something that people want to order again and again and tell people about, which is incredible. I'm still so humbled every time I see somebody's name pop up more than once for ordering and then they have this long history and I'm like, Oh my gosh, because it's a 90 day planner. And so with that being said, it's going to be a ripple effect, right? So like, it's only been around for about a year or over a year now. And now that it's February, and more and more people are hearing about it, I'm having the opportunity to talk about it more. As David said, after speaking engagements, I hit a lot of sales, the new year hit a lot of sales. And it's just going to keep going up from there. But It's ultimately a way to show what I can do, to show my expertise and to introduce people into the course that's a part of the planner that they can take for free as a part of it and understand like, oh, okay, so this is what Amanda's about. This is what she can offer. And so really that is a way of making a small income to end up producing a larger income. And so sometimes you have to think through, okay, what are the small things I can do that may feel like, oh, this isn't you know, I'm not making enough off of this, but think, okay, well, can that be the gateway into something bigger? Can that be just the introduction into the higher ticket offer? And that's a whole marketing call that I won't do on this podcast. But yeah, just learning, like, again, if I had put all my eggs in one basket, and was like, okay, well, this planner has to work, this is it, this is my, my thing. I, we wouldn't be in a good financial situation because it is a very like seasonal thing. However, it is a really nice additional income and something I can lean into. Let's say we want, you know, some extra cash for something. It's like, well, how many planners do I need to sell? Okay, great. Let me go run a sale. Like, yeah. it's really nice to have that opportunity to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. I mean, the seasons as well, like the RV there is a season like in fall time it's not the best time to sell it yeah <laughs> everybody's a lot of people closing are up buying the campers up. <laughs> closing them up and not looking to buy because no one really wants to camp in the cold but we know in springtime that there is going to be more of a demand so if you you know if you plan their time wisely to know that hey let's get one done before that season then it's a good way to generate that income but not expect Like, hey, let's plan on selling an RV right before fall time. Mm -hmm. Just kind of understanding those things that you're getting into and how that cash flow works.
0: Yeah. The other thing seasonal too is our Airbnb. The location of where our Airbnb is, is across the street from a wedding venue. And so we wanted to make sure we have it completed by wedding season. So that was our goal. Was Okay, when people are wanting to book a place for their wedding, we want to be that place. And so just trying to think through, okay, yes, diversifying your income is really important, but also understanding the seasons of that income is just as important to be able to maintain it and get the most out
1: of it. Mm, Absolutely
0: and then that brings us to high performance couples, couples another stream of income so that is something that we only take on a couple couples a couple couples oh, that was weird couple couples <laughs> a year and we so at the beginning of the year if we want to backtrack a little bit david and i write out all of our different streams of income and we set goals around each one because if we were to say you know this is our goal this x number of dollars is our goal for the year well that's really hard to wrap our heads around with all the different things we do. Instead, it's like, okay, yes, this is our goal for the year, but in what areas do we want to make what amount of money to make that goal happen? And so high-performance couples is definitely more of an impact-driven thing that we do, which is another thing, too, is that... Yes, right now we're talking about income, like diversifying your income, but I also think it's important to like diversify your impact as well. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I was talking about with the planners is like the planners is an income thing. Like, yes, I do make money off of it, but also like the impact is wider than I would be able to have because I can serve way more people with a planner than I can a one-on-one coaching. I can only have so many slots for one-on-one coaching, whereas a planner I can say, oh, you're struggling with your habits or you want to boost your time management. Here's a planner. Well, it's the same with high performance couples and the fact that like we don't have a lot of time that we're together to do much of anything, like recording this podcast. Or... <laughs> and so we can only take on a few people. So this podcast is a way to impact the masses. Mm-hmm. But our coaching is more of that high touch. And so I believe, didn't we write five couples down for our yeah. goal this year?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, we just want to impact five couples because that's all the time we have. <laughs> but we also love to go all in like the couples that we coach We become very, very close with, and we want to be able to maintain that and not feel like we're spreading ourselves too thin or not being able to offer the high touch that we want to.
1: And this might be a big reveal, but there's also thinking about how you can also reach your goal in a different way. like Usually we take on a couple that we coach, but we've also talked about this year wanting to do a retreat. Yeah. Where we do multiple couples. I want
0: to do two retreats, actually. Two retreats. <laughs>
1: Surprise. But it's that that way we can reach more couples, have a broader impact with a single event than taking multiple weeks and just having one couple. So I think it's, mm-hmm. and it's different. It's not just, we. they would be very different from each other. Mm-hmm. The one-on-one coaching couples would be and look very different than a retreat. But yeah. it's still the same concept. And it's still using that name to to be able to diversify the income.
0: Yeah. Income and the impact. And so just thinking through ways to do both is really important because ultimately like that's what we're here on the source to do is to Mm -hmm. impact. Income is fun and we know how to generate money and it's great. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But if you're doing it in such a way that isn't leaving an impact or isn't, like adding value into people's lives, then I just, what's the point, right? So yeah, those are different streams of revenue. We definitely encourage you to understand that you can't put 100% of your time into all of the things if you have multiple streams of income, but know that you can decide, okay, how do I want my life to look? How can these things fit into that life? What season requires more of my time than others? You know, after we sell this camper, we probably won't do a camper for a while. And after this Airbnb is done, we probably won't do another one until like the end of the year. And so, you know, we don't know what that looks like, but it is nice to have options. And oh, the other thing we talked about, we wanted to make sure we included this is that one of the reasons why we love to have diversity and in income is that it builds confidence that mm. what no matter what happens, we can make sure that we are good, like our family is good.
1: And it builds a skill set too. So yeah. when you're diversifying, and you're branching out and trying something new, you're building a skill set that even if something were to fail, or it doesn't take off, or it's not the right time. What you've learned along that journey, you're able to take it on to the next project or the next stream of income or the next event that you want to do. And the way I look at it, it's like a, because I'm a construction guy and I wear tool belts. <laughs> it's like having a tool in your tool belt. You're just adding tools to that tool belt that can serve the same purpose, but it's diversifying it so that you can get the job done better or you can get it done quicker. Or yeah, it's just that extra tool. And You're learning a long way and you're just having that extra tool in your tool belt.
0: Yeah, well, it's fun to have like things that are that we do rely on less because those are the things we get to experiment on. Like if I want to try something in marketing on my planner, I'll do it because it's like we don't rely solely on my planner. So if it falls flat, it falls flat and we learned. But, you know, there I'm going to take less risk with the things that we do rely on and can take more risk on the things that are just for fun and just kind of bonus revenue, I guess. And so, you know, giving yourself that permission to not put all your cards like on the table and only have one thing that you're putting your time and energy into, it just feels good to have that freedom, which both of us value freedom. And then also to build the confidence that like David said, we have the tools we need that if we needed to, take a step away from one area and dive deeper into another like it will be fine like
1: yeah i think it is it's, it gives you the confidence to know that if something falls on its face like you're saying you can pick it up and apply it to something different and it gives you the confidence to to know that you can do it you just go after it and and make it work yeah and if it doesn't go after something else <laughs> yeah. just don't stop <laughs>
0: Well, and the other thing that's nice, too, about us both being entrepreneurs, and I know that's not everybody's story that's listening, but I've heard a lot of feedback from people saying like, oh, I'm, we love your podcast, and we want, we want that to be our story, not doing what we do, but doing what you love as a couple. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say one of the beautiful things about it, because again, we have gone through the hard, but one of the beautiful things is that like... When we need to lean into one more than the other, we can. Like there have been seasons where I have been the main breadwinner and everything's been on me. And then there's been seasons where you have been and and we can kind of lean on different things. And that's the same with when you diversify your income. Maybe it's not necessarily leaning on each other more, but it's leaning on a certain stream of revenue more depending on things like obviously real estate is in a weird place right now compared to a year or two ago and so you know we're not leaning as heavily into real estate but when things get back up and doing better we will be leaning more heavily into that and so being able to adapt and not being afraid is really important
1: 100% agree I think that's good advice
0: Okay, well, we're going to close down this episode, but we'd love to hear your takeaways. I mean, one of the hesitations I had in doing this episode was this was more about us than you, and I don't ever want people to listen to this episode and think, okay, don't really care. Like, what, what is my takeaway here? But we had a 100% response rate in winning this episode, so we did it anyway. I think it's good to hear what we have going on to understand as you're listening, you know, When you listen, I know the people that I commit to listening to on their podcast, I want to know about their lives. And so we're just trying to give you a glimpse into our life, but also we hope that your takeaways are that you can do multiple things, that it's okay to lean into different things in different seasons, that it's okay to make, a ho- make money off your hobbies. Like I'm all about it. You might as well. And then also like if you do have questions about diversifying income, we're not experts by any means, but we do it in our own personal lives. And I'm happy to answer any of those questions you have. Also, I hope one of your takeaways is that it's not just about diversifying your income, but it's also about diversifying your impact because that is more important than anything. And we can leave a bigger impact when we have more avenues to do so. Yeah.
1: So I encourage you to go find an area that you can impact, that you love and have a passion for and go after it.
0: Go make some money.
1: And make money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the High Performance Couples Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave a review to help us spread the word.
1: Also, we wanted to let you know about a free resource we created that you don't want to miss.
0: We love helping couples find ways to connect and go deep with one another. No more surface level conversation. It's time to really get to know one another on a deeper level. So we created High Performance Couples Conversation Cards to download for your next date night.
1: Head to the link in our show notes to download our free couples conversation cards and take your dates to the next level. Then email amanda at highperformanceinsider.com and let us know what you think.
0: Until next time, keep pursuing your highest potential.